Legal Industry Predictions for 2021, Episode 163. Are you ready to make your law firm a profit-generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe Amsel. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Profit with Law podcast. And I am your host, Moshe Amsel. Today is an exciting day. It's the final episode for 2020. And I figured what better way to close out the year than to have an episode on the legal industry predictions as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to try to predict what 2021 is going to look like. And uh, we'll see in in 12 months whether I was right or not. Uh, regardless, this is going to be a fun conversation. I'm going to try to keep it short and brief. I know everybody is in a celebratory mood. Uh, so uh, we'll try to uh, get you out of here in a jiffy. But before we do that, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you, hey, the Law Firm Growth Summit tickets are open and available, and we are going to be making some crazy announcements coming up. We're going to be talking about giveaways we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking about uh, speakers that we're lining up. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we haven't officially announced it, but I'm going to say it here. Uh, we have secured Kevin Harrington as a keynote speaker for the event. Uh, Kevin Harrington is, uh, if you don't know who he is, he is uh, one of the original sharks on Shark Tank. Uh, very well-known, business-oriented, um, uh, all-around uh, smart dude. And uh, he has been working with attorneys um, and is going to be doing a special presentation for us uh, at our event. So uh, really excited to have him on the slate of speakers. And we are going to really rock the house with the, the type of talent that we're bringing to you. Uh, and I'm super, super excited for it. Now, here's the key. Ticket prices go up every single week. So if you're listening to me every week and you haven't bought your tickets yet, um, what are you waiting for? Uh, grab those tickets before the price rises again and uh, go to lawfirmgrowthsummit.com. And I hope to, to see you there. I hope that you'll be in attendance. Uh, it's going to be a great event. And we're going to cover some really good topics. Uh, we're going to have workshops. We're going to have networking sessions. We're going to have the ability for you to meet one another, uh, converse. And we're going to be doing a grand prize giveaway. We've already announced that we're giving away a Peloton. However, we're going to be sweetening the pot significantly over the next couple of weeks. So I'm super excited about that. Well, let's talk about predictions for 2021. And I'm going to start and just go in, in kind of like business order here. So uh, on the marketing side, uh, I believe that law firms are going to start to see a decrease in referral traffic. So uh, referred business is going to start to fall by the wayside. The less that people are interacting with each other, the less uh, we're gathering at parties, the less opportunities there are for somebody to say, hey, do you know an attorney that does X, Y, and Z? Uh, which means that people who have legal issues, legal needs, 
um, and are seeking them are likely to do it by searching the internet rather than talking to friends and family. People who don't know that they need a lawyer, that they have a legal issue, uh, need to be educated as such because they're not having these conversations with other people that they normally would be having uh, in passing. And now it's on you to bring that attention to the matter uh, to the potential client. So I think that we're going to see a drop off in referral business. I think we're going to see a lot more Google referred traffic, um, traffic from, uh, you know, lead source traffic from the internet. I think SEO is going to be more prevalent. I think your Google My Business listing is going to be more prevalent. I think that the reviews that you have publicly are going to significantly impact your business. So if you are getting good reviews and a large quantity of reviews, you're going to come out ahead. And if you're struggling in the reviews department, you don't have a lot of people writing reviews for you or you're not getting good stars, you're likely going to see a drop off in business. We're also going to see an increase in information marketing. I think that uh, lawyers are going to be hungry for clients and they're going to realize slowly they're going to start to realize that these referrals are not coming in. Business is not the same as it used to be. And they're going to try to figure out how in the world do I do this? So we're going to see a increasing adoption of video, both on Facebook and YouTube. We're going to see an increasing amount of social posting across the social platforms. Uh, and we're going to see an increase in blog post writing. Um, and I think that that's going to be the nature of the beast. That's what we're going to have to do to get new business. Uh, for those of you lucky enough to have earmarked uh, dollars to have a marketing agency do it for you, you're going to at least have professionals at your side. However, uh, if video is a strategy or podcasting is a strategy for your marketing, uh, you can't have a marketing company to do that for you. You kind of need to get behind the camera or get behind the microphone to record your stuff. And the smart attorneys who are going to do that, and maybe we should do a whole podcast episode around it, the smart uh, attorneys are going to outline everything they want to say over the course of six months, 12 months, whatever that is, um, take one or two days of time and just record everything. So you're not going back and, and trying to reinvent the wheel uh, and get it, you're getting yourself out there as a, you know, as a professional without needing to do it on a weekly basis. That is um, the marketing side of things. On the sales side, I think that we're going to see a lot more consults happening remotely. Um, somebody told me in a recent uh, conversation, 2025 came five years early for the legal industry. And I think that that's very true. I also think that 2030 is going to come five years early in 2021. I think that we've significantly accelerated some transformation that's going to happen. And it's it's both in how legal... Uh, how the legal system works. So, you know, we're, we're seeing, um, and I don't want to get involved in this. This is outside of my forte as a non-attorney, but my clients are telling me, at least in certain parts of the country, that lawyers are holding uh, court or at least um, hearings um, remotely. And we're going to see that clients are, are, are demanding remote consults from attorneys. We're going to see that both the sales process as well as the, the meeting of clients is going to happen less and less in the office and more and more over platforms like Microsoft Teams or Zoom. And uh, we need to embrace that. We need to prepare for that. 
and be ready uh, not to not to push your clients there. If you want to meet in person, go for it. But I think that the consumer is going to demand it. I think that people are going to, even if they haven't been vaccinated, they're certainly not going to want to be going to your office unnecessarily. But even after they're vaccinated, I think this is going to be a long period of time before everyone is comfortable out in public, you know, uh, socializing and, and going places. So they're going to continue to be adverse to doing anything more than necessary. Uh, we're going to see an increasing push to payment plans and definitive pricing. Uh, I think that the more uh, uh, that more awareness there is around this, the more there are going to be law firms that are offering this type of packaging of their services, and the more that we are going to see consumers start to demand that, and they're going to demand that by just selecting the attorney who's offering it. So uh, attorneys are going to see a drop off in business related to their services when they are unable to put a definitive price, meaning like a flat fee or some sort of cap, uh, something that for the client to know what I'm up against, well as payment plans uh, to make it affordable, to make it, you know, people uh, for people to be able to come up with the cash, pay their bill. Uh, so if you're if you don't have a solution in place to provide payment plans, to have definitive pricing, uh, you're already going to be behind the eight ball. Let's talk about staffing. So I think there's going to be some some shifts in, in how we staff our firms. Uh, and I, we're going to see a greater adoption of a virtual workforce. Um, and I think we're even going to see a globalization of the legal workforce. Uh, so it's going to start with the, the end of the line um, employees, uh, the people who are uh, answering the phones, uh, 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 managing email, managing client files, things like that. Uh, we're going to see those jobs start to get handed out to people who are virtual, who are not necessarily local. And those, as soon as law firm owners notice or recognize that once somebody is virtual, it does not matter where in the world they are, they're going to suddenly realize that, hey, some somebody like gets staffed up who can give me somebody for $1,850 a month. By the way, go to um, our uh, podcast episode where we interviewed Brett Trembley from Get, Get, Get Staffed Up so you can understand how that works. Um, but suddenly you realize for a fraction of the price of what it would cost me after tax to have an employee in-house, I can have somebody who is English-speaking in my time zone in a different country and be close to, if not just as efficient or more efficient than somebody who was local. So I think we're going to see that happen and I think we're, it's going to start with those um, uh, frontline or bottom rung positions in the firm. Uh, but I think we're going to see a realization that, hey, I can go to lawclerk.legal and find an attorney. I can go to uh, Jacqueline Foster, who we had on the podcast, and and uh, get virtual paralegal services. Uh, there's a lot of others out there, but that's just one of them. Uh, and I think that the more that law firm owners recognize this capability, the less inclined they're going to be to bring on full-time staff, which carries overhead with it, carries administrative and management burdens. Uh, so we're going to see movement away from that uh, as it becomes more uh, easy, prevalent to be able to outsource this way. Um, so we're going to see an increasing in gig staff as well, which is, you know, bring somebody on for a specific project for overload um, and stuff like that. On the financial side of the business, we're going to see more awareness uh, from the law firm owner 
on cash flow. Um, you know, COVID has been an eye opener. If things were just humming along and all of a sudden business stopped for two months, how'd you manage? How'd you fare? What did your cash flow look like? What did the next few months look like if business didn't pick up for you? Um, and I think that what's going to happen is, is that firm owners are going to have, have had this rude awakening in 2020 about their cash situation. And one of the first things that they will have looked at in that process is who owes me money? Where can I collect from? Uh, and that is going to bring awareness around the length of time it takes for people to pay, how big your accounts receivable is. And the problem, the biggest problem in the legal industry is the, the law firm owner themselves who is afraid to stick to their guns with retainer replenishment, who is afraid to stick to their guns with what they're charging um, and is constantly discounting uh, and allowing somebody to pay late because they have some sort of notion or fear uh, about getting paid the full amount that they're charging. Um, so I, I think that that we're going to see in 2021, uh, firm owners are going to start wising up to this. And that is going to look um, in different ways for different people. Uh, maybe you're going to get better about retainer replenishment. Maybe you're going to stop discounting your fees. Maybe you're going to get more strict with stopping clients' work if there's unpaid invoices and not enough money in a retainer for that client. Uh, so I think that we're going to get smart about the about the financials of the firm. And that's a good thing. That's something that is desperately needed in the industry. Uh, and I think we're going to see that start to happen in 2021. Now on to technology. Technology is, is I think, going to be the biggest impact here uh, in the upcoming year. Um, it's been a factor over the last five to 10 years in the legal industry, and it's only going to continue to accelerate further. Uh, I think that it's going to I think we're going to see a greater adoption of client self-service tools. We've um, highlighted Lawyer Tucker Cottingham on this on this podcast. Uh, we've also had a conversation with um, Rally uh, Now.io. Um, I'm forgetting his name right now as I'm recording this, but we've had conversations with these um, software companies that have created this ability for you to basically present a series of questions to a client. Um, and they answer those questions and voila, it spits out a legal document that they're looking for uh, based on the answers to those questions. And we're going to see a greater adoption of this self-service capability where that can either be packaged as something that they can buy without ever needing to interact with an attorney or um, where they, they are able to save a ton of money in the process and time, and you can push more clients through by having them generate that first draft of the document, which then an attorney reviews based on their specific situation and gives their stamp of approval or makes the appropriate changes. Uh, so I think that we're going to see that uh, uh, becoming more prevalent. And I think we're going to also see new pieces of software that have that capability in different areas of, of the practice of law. I think we're going to see an increase in remote signing of documents, both between you and the client, between different parties. Uh, I think we're going to see an increase in the use of things like Adobe Sign, DocuSign, HelloSign. There's a, a number of companies that do this remote signing, uh, but I think that that's going to become more and more commonplace. 
obviously it requires your local jurisdictional um, laws to allow it. But I do think that we're going to see the the bar associations move quickly to revise their rules to allow this kind of remote signing. Uh, it's going to, uh, if it hasn't already, it's going to become a requirement for uh, business operation. Everybody's going to be operating that way and the legal industry uh, is going to be last like it usually is. But last is not going to mean late. It just means that everybody else is already there yet now, and we're going to get there in 2021. I also think that we're going to see the introduction of remote notary services. Now, this doesn't exist right now. It doesn't exist yet. But I do know that DocuSign uh, bought Live Oak Technologies, and they are um, actively uh, creating a, a virtual um, uh, notary service, which is secure. Um, and I think that once the technology is available and is out there and that where uh, the industry believes they can trust it, um, that slowly but surely we're going to see that get a- accepted and adopted. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen in 2021. I could be a little bit ahead of my time. Um, so I think it's possible that might drag into 2022 or 2023. But I do think that that's going to become a real option this year. Uh Security. I think that security is going to become something that comes to the forefront. I think that the more that we move online, the more that we move to the cloud, the more that we do things remotely, the more likely uh, the law firm is to be at risk to security breaches, security attacks. And I think that this is either going to happen because we get smart about it on our own or there's going to be some high profile hacks and and, uh, attacks uh, on our, our networks and some private information is going to get leaked with, from some attorney's office, and that's going to create this whirlwind of activity that's going to ultimately result in people um, uh, focusing more on security. Now, we've had uh, some guests here on the podcast who have focused on security, who have had those conversations, and you know, it starts with some basic stuff that you, you already know. Like If you go to log into your bank and it's from a device that doesn't recognize, it sends you a text message message or it sends you an email with a code and you need to put that code in. The intention of that is called two-factor authentication. And the intention is that somebody who has gotten a hold of your username and password shouldn't be able to log in unless they also have access to a device of yours. So uh, the first thing is just turn on two-factor authentication for everything that you have. Turn it on for your, for your practice management software. Turn it on for your client portal side, turn it on for your your Google or Microsoft email system, uh, you know, everything that your staff is using, that your firm is using, anywhere that communication is happening, that somebody can get access to data uh, that you're holding, um, just have two-factor authentication turned on. Beyond that, you're obvious, there's obviously a lot more to it, and uh, you want to make sure that your users are educated on what they should or should not open in their email um, and what they should or should not respond to or accept. Um, but y- you're going to want to pay attention to the, the technology security community, and you're going to want to take measures to protect yourself. Don't assume that because you're running in the cloud, the cloud provider, the software provider, for example, let's say you have Clio, don't assume that Clio um, has adequately secured your data. Um, yes, they've secured their side of it. In other words, they have provide you an SSL encrypted login portal, but they have not 
they don't they don't have the ability to detect whether it's really you logging in. So you want to make sure that you have uh, measures in place to terminate access when somebody gets terminated from the firm, uh, to make sure that users are changing their password on a regular basis, uh, turn on two-factor authentication. There's a lot of things like that where you can take steps to protect the data that's in there. And ultimately, no matter how many steps you take and how much you can document that you've taken those steps, if you indeed have a breach, that's going to be detrimental to your business for many years to come. So you want to you want to definitely do everything in your power to protect that. So I think security is going to be a big issue. I think 2021 is when that conversation is going to start. And I think it's going to carry on into the, the years beyond that uh, because it's the biggest black hole. It's the biggest thing that changes constantly. And I think we're going to see that continue to change. And then finally, I think we're going to see universal cloud adoption. I think that uh, people are going to recognize that they need to be able to work from anywhere whether permanently or on a temporary basis. And therefore, we're going to see uh, firms, large and small, adopt the cloud, which means virtual file storage, uh, whether it's with Microsoft OneDrive or uh, Google Drive or Dropbox, uh, stuff like that. Uh, we're going to see this this universal adoption of remote storage. We're going to see this universal adoption of, of uh, well, email's already cloud-based, um, but uh, practice management software, movement to the cloud for that. Uh, many of the practice management software providers today are cloud-based anyway. Um, but anything else that we do, uh, we're going to potentially be doing in the cloud. We're going to be looking for services that are cloud-based so that we're not tied to a specific computer. We're not tied to the office. Um, and we're going to see that really take a stronghold in 2021. And that's it, folks. That Those are my predictions for 2021. It's, a, it's quite the list. And uh, let's see how I do. We'll come back and rate myself at the end of the year. Uh, last year, I did a mid-year checkup, and I actually did not do a checkup uh, at the end of the year for my predictions at the end of last year. Uh, so maybe we need to come back and do that. Uh, unfortunately, for the recording of this episode, I did not have a chance to review what my predictions were uh, a year ago uh, to go back and see how I did. But if you want to check it out for yourself, it's episode 55, uh, Legal Industry Predictions for 2020, uh, and you can go check it out there. Uh, once again, uh, if you haven't signed up yet for the Law Firm Growth Summit, I strongly urge you to do so uh, and to join us because we are going to be having phenomenal speakers, phenomenal sessions, great topics that we're going to be talking about. I'm super excited to get that started um, and get that going uh, for you. It's going to be February 9th to 11th. It's going to be a virtual event. But we are trying to create that in-person conference feel. We're trying to create networking opportunities, engagement opportunities for you uh, to engage with the speaker, with the presentation. Um, and I'm super excited for what we're putting together. I think it's going to be amazing. And I think that you should definitely go to lawfirmgrowthsummit.com and pick up a ticket um, and uh, get your entry so that uh, you know that you're going to be in attendance there. And that's it, folks. If you enjoyed this episode, if you've been enjoying the show, uh, we would love it if you took a moment to rate and review within that podcast player of yours. Uh, it's really simple. The podcast players make it nice and easy to just click the write a review button, give us some stars, and write something in there. Um, and we'd love it if you did that because when people come and check the show out and they want to see, hey, is this worth listening to? They're going to be looking. They're going to be looking at how many reviews we have. They're going to be looking at how many stars we have, and they're going to be reading 
reading those reviews. So we can use your help uh, by asking you uh, to go and rate and review the show now. Uh, and uh, if you want people to rate and review your uh, your work, uh, your law firm, um, then you need to make sure that you're doing that for others as well. Uh, so do it for us so that you can ensure that people will do it for you. Take care. Have a very happy new year. Oh, and for those of you still listening to the show, we have crossed 35,000 downloads um, this last week of December 2020. Uh, it's a huge milestone for us here at the Profit With Law podcast. We're super excited about it, and we can't wait to see what happens in 2021. So here's my final prediction for you. The Profit With Law podcast is going to cross 100,000 downloads in 2021. Thanks so much for those of you who have been listening to us all year. For the newcomers, you're in for a, a great experience. I'm looking forward to spending the next year with you as we discuss a lot of these topics and more. Take care. Happy New Year. See you in 2021. That's it for this week's episode of Profit With Law. If you have enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with at least one person. Imagine how many lives we can change if we each shared this episode. Another way to share the episode is on social media. We appreciate your support and look forward to you joining us again next week.